Hi everybody, welcome to episode 2 of Real Life Issues. For those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Tashika and I am a senior at Suffolk University. So for today, we'll be talking about a lot. Um, I'll be talking about what I learned studying sociology at Suffolk, um, how is studying sociology helped me to become a better member of society who think critical and engaged, how do I see the world differently because of sociology, and how does my knowledge of both theory and research method allows me to ask questions that I would not have asked. So guys, as a requirement, I was required to take a senior seminar class, which was absolutely amazing. Loved it so much because in that class, we spoke about real-life issues. Um, Hence why I came up with this whole podcast about real-life issues. Um, Issues such as policing black bodies, institutional racism, mass incarceration, school-to-prison pipeline, policing trans body, intersectionality, urban riots and protests, the policing of black women's body, and so on. For those of you who are just starting college, entering college, you know, and is thinking about what to major in, I would highly recommend sociology. Reason being, I believe that it gives us a different perspective of society. It allows us to study different social problems to see how human function in society. And as a result, I believe that this will enable you to gain a better understanding of the social forces that can shape your personal and your professional life. For me, one of my biggest takeaways is that upon completion, um, I believe that I will be equipped to conduct researches to see how societies organize around power structure in different groups. I learned about four different types of research method, the use of experiments, survey, uh, that can be questionnaire or interview, and the measurements can be either qualitative or quantitative. So if you've never heard about qualitative or quantitative, Quantitative deals with discovering facts and qualitative is pretty much concerned with understanding human behavior from informant's perspective. For example, um, I find myself conducting a lot of qualitative research outside of school um, for my business and for other business owners. How I do this is I tend to study my brand, my product, and my services to see how best I can strengthen my marketing strategy. Um, and I also ask like my customers or my clients for a review or survey to see how, you know, like what necessary changes can be made to ensure that business will be running better. Um, and I believe the skills that I also have acquired while studying sociology is unmatched. Um, it allows me to think analytically and critically about social issues and problems that I mentioned earlier so that you can appreciate diversity in your career after college. Had it not been for these sociology classes that I took during my time in college, I would continue to like overlook the microaggression that I often fend off just to not face the harsh realities about injustices that people of color and immigrants face on a daily. With that being said, my next topic will be intersectionality. 
Um, so author Angela Hattery and Earl Smith did a great job at highlighting intersectionality in their book called Policing Black Bodies. And if you guys have not read Policing Black Bodies by these amazing author, I highly recommend it because it speaks about some issues that we can relate to even today because it's happening in our faces and we're seeing them live and they deal with everything in that book. So pretty much the book spoke about the disproportion um, impact of race on pretrial practices within the criminal justice system field from who is pretty much given a citation warning to those who is arrested to those who is released on bail and who is detained. The events that are unfolding across America today call for fundamental changes. I'm pretty sure we can all agree to that. However, for this to happen, we need to come back to our current social tru- structures that perpetuate institutional racism. In chapter 10, um, page 212, I believe, um, the author mentioned that, and I quote, black bodies are being policed simply for being black or more accurately for being seen in quote unquote white spaces. So after reading, I asked myself, How does one conceive this idea of being superior to one? How does one benefit from removing a specific race from quote-unquote their surrounding just because of their race? Intersectionality talks about understanding how aspects of one's society, of one's social and political identity combine to create different modes of discrimination and privilege as well as oppressions. Black people are often a target of racism and are can be placed in boxes by themselves, which is unfortunate. Another important aspect that the book mentioned was that even after the end of the Civil War, black people were focused on reconstruction while white planters were carefully and deliberately to, de- to develop plantation prisons that could be filled with free blacks so that their bodies could continue to provide the free labor that was critical to the success of the southern plantation economy intersectionality shows that a person race and class places them in a category that will always allow them to be oppressed by the oppressor guys race and racism is not a new phenomenon in today's society this has been a prevailing issue that we have been dealing with for far too long. However, much of the sociological work on discrimination is more distinctive to discipline, I would say, because sociology includes researchers who analyze observational data and some observe observe organizations and neighborhoods while others conduct experiments, while some just look at historical readings. And I believe in order for changes to happen, we have to take these necessary steps that I just mentioned um, because this would allow us to see and assess these data to better to better understand the thought process of why people discriminate. So I'm going to tell you guys a story. It's, it's very upsetting. It's very personal and sensitive at the same time, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to it. So I remember being told by a white doctor that I set my bar too high for a black girl because of the career that I told him that I'm interested in um, after college. He mentioned that 
if I don't have the right connection, then I will never get close to that dream. I was taken back. But my curiosity got the best of me. And I asked him, so what's a good candidate for that position? His reply was, someone who has access to a person in power. And then you know what? He went on to say that law school is expensive. Will I be able to afford it? So his first assumption of black people is that we are poor. Resources are often cut off from us, which is true about the resource part. Um, in that we're too ambitious, in that we will never obtain a high-profile job because of our class, race, and socioeconomic status. It goes to show that prejudice and intersectionality plays a huge role and towards race, and it's still an issue. However, this event and you know that story kind of reminds me of when Garcia Hernandez mentioned that um, successfully navigating the immigration process generally requires the right family ties or the right job. And if you do not have it, then you're pretty much out of luck. It's unfortunate. Um, it's, a re- it's a sad reality that African-Americans and immigrants have to face daily. Um, and I can also attest that, I can attest this to the fact that immigrants are held at a higher standard than a U.S. citizen. We have to work twice as hard. We're often reminded that we have to work twice as hard if we want to achieve success. But why is that the case? So I will conclude by saying, as sociology students, we're faced with these questions and concerning concerning human behaviors and social problems that confronts these issues in society. And that it is our job to generate new ideas, policies, and create programs that address them. So guys, thank you for listening and thank you for attending episode two and I hope to see you soon Um, and I I hope that you found this very informative and relatable. Thank you. Bye.